Naptown, the city that always sleeps. Most people think nothing happens in this town that is halfway between nothing and nowhere, but they would be wrong. There is plenty that goes on in this town for those willing to look. Time has once again passed for our investigators without so much as a peep from the Order. It seems that the Order might have finally slowed down the more mystical side of the Mueller's operation within the city. But other cases have dried up as well. This time has been used to mend relationships, take time off, or start a new monster hunting business. But where does one hunt monsters when it seems all the monsters have left the city that always sleeps? Alright, so it has been a few months since you all have heard from the Order. It has been much quieter than usual in many ways. Usually you go a couple months in between getting calls from the Order, but it has seemed even quiet from your just like enhanced perception of the town. You haven't seen as many just random rift things happening. There's been like a little bit less magic. This leads you to believe maybe that you're actually finally putting a dent in the bootlegging operation and some of the more nefarious things that are going on in the city, which, good for you guys. Congratulations, you're doing well. For some reason, I feel like I'm being condescended to. <laughs> so, what have you guys been doing over the past few months? So, Tanner has been trying to, despite the fact that the order has not been requesting um like has the order really hasn't needed him lately so he's been trying to find other like paranormal work to do in spite of that and has been having mixed success so you're old seven and nine yeah right so um by mystic success you've been pretty destitute all things considered it's been about one case in the last week out of the past two months. I like to call that uh, mixed success. <laughs> what does Darling call that? Darling calls that very stressful. After uh, Tanner and Runa had their discussion at the end of the last episode, uh, Darling agreed to let Tanner try and figure out how to make his PI business work, not just watching affairs. And... Uh, and in the last episode, I also said that she's been doing stuff with other order groups. So she's kind of burning the candle at both ends. She's been picking up extra shifts in order to make sure that she can provide for her and Tanner during this time. But she's also been still trying to keep up with those other groups. I think she's probably just kind of starting to fizzle out of doing that now that she has been working as much as she has. So. She's uh she's feeling a little pressured right now. I will say that Darling has also noticed, even with joining other crews, that it has seemed like even less missions are coming to everyone, not just to you guys. Like, things have slowed down a noticeable amount. She was really fired up after the last mission and not feeling like justice got to be done between her and Felix. So she's been... I think her and other order groups, even if there's not a lot of missions, are just like going out and doing anything, you know, to keep busy. What has Faye been doing to pass the time? Um, I think for maybe the first time in a while, Faye is not desperate for another order gig. I think now that Ewan knows that, or now that she knows that Ewan knows she has powers, um, she's been able to 
talk about that more. And so like when she's been trying to experiment with something new shape shifting wise, she can, you know, meet with you and over lunch and talk about it. And he's interested in hearing about it. And she feels like she can bounce ideas off of somebody else, um, which is nice. So I think she's been doing okay. <laughs> Not quite as stressed as everybody else. <laughs> How's Ewan? Is your relationship still going well with him? Um, yeah, I think that just being able to be more open about her whole life and how she spends her time has been useful for them. I don't think they've really dealt with his hobby. Some but- say hobby, others say compulsion. <laughs> that really makes it sound like he likes sketchy hookers, but you know, okay. <laughs> but otherwise i think they're doing well seamus how have you been seamus is uh i'm trying to figure out how i want to phrase this the the last mission kind of kind of um messed with him a little mentally because for the first time like one of his teammates was really close to death and he did not like that (laughs) Uh, so he is basically like doubled down on his training and like making sure he's in top physical shape to make sure that never happens again. Well, tell Tanner not to roll snake eyes on a magic boat. <laughs> <laughs> I make no promises. Other than that, though, he is like he's just keeping up with his job. Nothing, nothing too special, but he's definitely he's he's been hitting the gym a little little harder. Does the lack of cases bother Seamus at all, or is that kind of a Tanner Darling issue at this point? You mean lack of uh, like cases, order cases, or order cases? Okay, you've you've had enough security work is never going out of style. Yeah, I thought. You, well, I also I thought you're asking like, does the fact that Tanner's place is not doing well is like, does that bother me? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, that's not what I meant. But do you care that your best friend in the world is failing at his entrepreneurship? No, <laughs> I mean, but he's been doing that for years, so. Yeah, that's nothing new. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this isn't new. I, I, Seamus probably wouldn't even notice because it's the same, same old, same old. I think he, Seamus would notice that it's it's weird that they haven't heard from the order in so long, but he's not concerned about it. Okay, so it's been about a week since Tanner's first and only case at being a monster hunting PI when Darling and him are having a discussion about it. So I think what happens is Darling comes into the PI office and she is ready for work. Uh, so she's like got a couple minutes before her shift and uh, just comes in, doesn't even bother knocking. Hey, um, just wanted to stop in for a second. How are you? Uh, how are you holding up? Um, well, my. Chair is fortunately still gainfully employed. So no more, no more cases? You know, I'll tell you something. You get possessed or whatever with some magic spirit that seems to be tailor-made for fighting things, and you kind of assume there will be things to fight, and in fact, no, I guess not. You could fight injustice. Oh, is Runa here? Why wouldn't I be here? <laughs> I, I like how it wasn't Cody that asked if Runa was here. It was Tanner that asked if Runa was here. 
Uh, Runa says I should fight Injustice. I don't think she understands Rent, though, so, you know. Uh, hey, Runa. Glad you're here, too. Hi, darling. Glad to be here. Tell her I said that. She can't hear me. She she left. It's fine. Darling sits, uh, I assume you have either a couch or a chair, like, yeah. on the other side of your desk, yeah. so she goes and sits in that one. Look, I'm, Tanner, I, I'm gonna have to head out soon. I, I got another shift, but we, we really gotta talk about this, this business here, cause I'm, I don't think I can keep picking up all these shifts and paying for the apartment and for your office. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting in the hole here. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, I think I just need to stop being this at all. Like, I don't think there's a point to this. I guess, you know, do you ever feel like maybe there was a purpose behind, like, I don't know, there's something called the Order, it meets in a magic bar, and then, like, then, you know, it's Tuesday and we have to do something. And it's like, well, okay. You know what I mean? How do you, like, balance a normal life when every other weekend I have to drop everything that I'm doing and go, like, fight an undead something or whatever? Why do you think I've kept up so much with my normal life? Well, yeah, I mean, this did kind of, you know, it worked as a transitionary period for me, right? Like, my normal life fell apart. Then I found the order, and I was like, great, normal life, done with that. Who needs it? Didn't particularly enjoy it before. But now here I am, waiting for the order to call, which is unpaid, I would like to mention. And I'm like, well, you know something? I actually think maybe this is stupid. I think I should stop taking the order's calls or something, because this is like whiplash. For me, the order is more like a hobby at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just an unpaid hobby that makes us risk our life. It would it would be great if they could compensate, but uh, yeah, it means yeah. that, you know, I can't, we can't really they throw- should have a work program, you know what I mean? Magic bodyguards. We do stuff. I mean, that might not be a bad idea to bring up to Idris at some point. Um, but look, I, I gotta go. Uh, I'm, I picked up another shift so I could try and make a little bit extra and afford groceries this month. Yeah, so no, I'm not. We don't have to keep up with the rent on this. I think this is done. I'm. Unfortunately, Sorry. Runa just seemed to be wrong, which is uns- You know, another thing. You think someone who can appear and disappear and has seemingly magic powers would also have seemingly magic window- uh, wisdom. Turns out, no, she's ten and does not understand I have to pay rent. I mean, you also don't have hidden magic wisdom. You're the owner of two failing businesses, so I wouldn't be pointing fingers. I'm pointing fingers at this point. I, there's a lot of other stuff that we could talk about with Runa, honestly. I don't really know why you took the advice of a magical ten-year-old. Thought she was magic. Turns out she's just ten and can turn invisible. I guess that's, ma you know what I mean. Uh, but I'm, I am sorry that it didn't work out, and I hope that we can 
help you find something that you do want to do. I would take something where I do something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because this isn't. And I'm kind of done with this. Yeah, I, I understand that. Um, She stands up and kind of like readjusts her coat and everything. Uh, let me know when you want to get packed up and moved out of the office and we can talk to your landlord about that. I think I think I just stopped paying. That's my lease agreement. Uh, that's not how that works, Tanner. <laughs> is if you just stop paying. Anyway. If you just stop paying, then kick you out, which is fine. But we can be professional about this. And I'm the 10-year-old who doesn't know anything about rent. Darling leans over and kisses Tanner. I'm just going to go back to the apartment after my shift. So uh, hopefully I'll see you there. Oh, you certainly will. And she leaves. So as soon as the door clicks shut, Tanner, like, kind of closes his eyes. Runa, I know boundaries are maybe confusing for someone who's invisible and can seemingly walk through walls, but there are moments when adults are talking (laughs) where maybe you should not eavesdrop if rent, marriage, bills are ever mentioned by adults. That's a time for you to actually leave. Wait, are you thinking about marrying Darling? No, not necessarily right at the moment. And if I was, I don't think I would tell you. My point is... Why wouldn't you tell me? I can't tell anyone else. I am great at keeping secrets. That's a fair point. But so far, Runa, I don't know how to tell you this. Your advice has been very bad. (laughs) You seem to be doing better mentally. Am I? Am I doing better mentally or am I just bored? That's not necessarily... I would rather be miserable, I think, than bored. You haven't drank. You haven't cried into a drink in, like, a month. I consider that on the upswing. Yeah, but I also have just stared at a wall for a month. So, you you know... Baby steps. Was your plan just to make me unemployed? Like, was this, like, your grand scheme? Convince Tanner to be unemployed. High five, Runa. At this point, you hear a knock on the door as an elderly gentleman walks in. Oh, yeah, just let yourself right in. It's fine. Hi, my name's Detective Tanner. What can I do for you? One, I thought that's how detective offices work, that they just get to come in. They don't... (laughs) Like, you're a business. I guess it is now. Hi, I'm Detective Tanner. How are you? (laughs) So, uh, an uh, elderly gentleman walks in. Uh, he's an older gentleman. He seems to not be, like, horribly old, but he does walk with a cane. He's not wobbly with it, you know? Like, he still has, like, a firm walk, but, it, like, the cane does help him. Well, I'm back, Detective Tanner. I have another case for you. And you know this man to be Herman Rosette? What do I know about Herman? Herman is the one person who employed you to give you a case last week. Oh, okay. He had you do a pretty mundane case. From what you can tell, he is a rift. You don't know of what or anything, but he does notice magic happening, which is something sleepers can't do. So, Or he was just incredibly lucky at identifying something, but that doesn't happen a ton, so you're more willing to believe that he's a rift of something. Okay. Uh, Hi, Herman. Yeah, okay, sure. Do you do you need me to find a cat or like I I am worried again. I have I have heard rumor of a dangerous thing that a wealthy man is displaying. 
like a lion or like a It is an artifact that can cause massive destruction on whoever wields it or by whoever wields it. And I don't think that is safe for the city to have. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Let me take some notes. Hang on. So there is a man somewhere in the city that has a bomb. A man somewhere has a bomb. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to be patronizing, Detective Tanner. It is not a bomb. It is a, a magic bomb. I think what the- Bomb comma magic. <laughs> okay. If so- you don't want to take this seriously, I can- Go hire someone else to do it, but I was going to pay you in advance again. I mean, I like being paid in advance. That's true. Okay, so, do you know which guy it is that has the the bomb somewhere? Yes. His name is... Is... (laughs) Emerit Cresswell. Emerit Cresswell. Okay, and Emerit Cresswell, does he, like... Is he rich? He seems rich. He is v- He is one of the 1%, yes. Okay, rich guy. Do you have an address for, for him? Can I just have the address of his house? Yes, you have yeah. an ad- I'm not making up addresses in this game. You have the address. Okay. He has recently come into possession of an artifact. I believe it is what the kids call a rune stone. Once wielded, it can empower them to become a magic user themselves. And if that were to get into the wrong hands, like someone who is wealthy and has made their money in terrible ways, that could be bad for the city and all those in it. Okay, got it. So you want me to destroy this runestone? Yes, 100%. I trust that you are the man for the job. You brought that other fellow who was quite intimidating and made sure that he was not going to harm anyone. I trust that you could get rid of a rock. All right. Well, okay, so I have a couple questions. First of all, how do you know about this? Like, who did you hear it from? Like, who can I talk to? You know, did you were you at his house? Do you guys, like, poker pals? I am not that well off. And you look at him and he has, like, not shabby, shabby clothes, but he looks more work class than a rich man. I heard through the grapevine. I heard it from, and he lists off, like, a friend who heard it from a friend kind of thing. Okay. All right. Um, and if it is nothing, I, I will, I will still pay you in full for the entire job, but I would rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. And you seem to be the man for the job. You are good at discretion. I haven't been beaten up by that ma- nasty troll man that I pointed you at last time. So I assume that you do a good job. Yeah, you just ha- you just have to talk real friendly to him. I just bought him a cup of coffee and put him on a bus. You know, it was fine. Anyways, how did this guy earn his money? Like, what's so crooked about him? Well, I believe that it was oil money. All right. And he is using... Does he... He is not paying fair wages. Does he, like, know that this is magic? Or is he like, ooh, look at my shiny rock. And he doesn't realize that he stumbled across something, you know. That is not something that I know. As I said, I am not in his circle. I just know he recently acquired this artifact. But you know how those rich types are, all of them eccentric, displaying weird items in their house like they can outdo the last person. Uh, That does seem to be the thing. Alright, well, alright, so Emmett Cresswell has a bomb that's a runestone, destroy it, he's rich, you gave me his address, he made his money in oil, and not paying... Uh, and yeah, I I think I can do that today. Alright, and he, like, 
pulls an envelope out of his uh, jacket and like puts it on your desk. Here is your payment of advance, like I agreed upon. Well, thank you very much. It's always good to know that we have citizens that look out for this city. You've done quite the civil service. Well, I'm glad that there are people defending us from these supernatural threats like yourself. You seem to be a good man, Detective Tanner, and I trust you and hope that we can continue working together when these terrible things afflict our city. Oh, of course. Now, look, I might have a change of address. If that's the case, I'll send you a letter, you know? I Hey, find me here now. I appreciate that, Detective Tanner. And he, like, shakes your hand. Is there anything else you need from me before I head home? It's it's been a long day. I'm a little tired. Nope, nope. I would offer to give you a ride, but the car is different now. Anyways. Well, you go get him. And then he, like, leaves the room. I don't trust him. He seems weird. You are invisible. What do you mean he seems weird? He's paying you to take out other rifts. Doesn't that seem weird? Well, he's not really paying me to take out a rift, specifically. He's paying me to take out a magic object that can turn you into a rift. That I have no qualms with. Also, that's all I do. That's 100% of what I do. Do you know what I do for the order? (laughs) Wait, hang on. Do you know what my job is? Yeah, but I don't know. He just seems sketchy. I don't know. I don't trust him. Old people are weird. That's kind of... I mean, I'm not... Yeah. Do I seem weird? I seem weird to you, don't I? I mean, in different ways. In in lovable, endearing ways. Alright. Like Darling said. So have you figured out why you're here yet? Like, what is happening here? Like, I mean, you- I am your moral compass. Okay. What should I do to pay rent? Something moral? Yep. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Runa, let's go. We're gonna go for a drive. At this point, though, you do receive a message from the Order saying to meet later this afternoon. Uh, Tanner just, like, sighs and is like, well, that seems about right, doesn't it? In turn, you guys all receive your messages in your given ways. Uh, darling, as you are preparing for your, uh, shift, your mirror fogs up and you have the ghostly fog writing of meet at the Order at X time. It's in the afternoon, as usual. Faye has a bird tapping on her window, and Seamus's dog tags light up with a message. As you all receive this, it is a, the standard missive, just come to the Mystic Grove. So unless you guys have anything you wanted to do beforehand or wanted to establish anything about your guys' stuff, we're going to time skip to there. Unless, Tanner, did you want to do something? The only thing I would like to point out is that the the difference now for having lost my PI tag is now I have a um, a relic, which is still my car, and it has the tag Mobile Slayer's Kit. All right. Um, basically, it's the same car, but when you pop the trunk, it's full of, like, steaks and knives and axes, and garlic is everywhere, and there's, like, potions hanging from places, you know. You don't kill cell phones. <laughs> oh, I get what you're, you're doing. You're doing a Dresden thing. <laughs> ah, cell phones haven't been invented yet. But now the car smells different, you know. There's, like, sage and garlic smell kind of from it all the time. I was just doing a riff on Mobile Slayer. <laughs> oh. oh. I thought you were doing a Dresden Files thing. Yeah. Anyways, it works on multiple levels. <laughs> That's how it's a good joke. 
And um, the weakness tag is, is that car full of garlic and steaks? And the answer is yes. <laughs> that car is full of garlic and steaks. <laughs> so you all meet at the order. Who gets there first? Tanner just has been there all day. <laughs> Darling's late. Faye arrives right on time. I think Seamus would be a little early, but not super early. So you guys all meet there, slowly gathering, with Darling being late. Weirdly enough, Idris does not show up until the four of you are assembled. But as soon as Darling sits down before she's able to even order a drink, you feel the cold presence of Idris being there. Hello, everyone. I'm sorry that things have been a little bit dry lately, but we've been doing our best to keep up with the ongoings of the city. Uh, as our your guys' last case went, things went pretty poorly for a lot of people before we got any leads of any sort. So we've been trying to canvas a little bit more, and we haven't really found anything, but now we have found something of interest. It isn't much of a lead, but we want to act sooner rather than later so that we can avoid a incident like Felix Ortman again, who was wreaking havoc on the city for who knows how long before we caught on to him. Um, what we have found is we have apprehended a rift who was getting into some brawls that we felt were getting a little dangerous. When apprehended, we found a list on him listing several other ne'er-do-welly jobs or at least locations that seem of interest. However, we were not able to really get him to talk or do much of anything since we've brought him in. When you say jobs, what, what kind of jobs were on his list? Well, all we got were different places and times. Um, we got the... He had the Midas Vault, which, as you guys know, is a very wealthy uh, bank in the city. Uh, Faye would know this. This is where, this is like a private bank, basically, where anything of extreme value is stored by the very rich of the city. Mm -hmm. uh, Faye's parents probably have a few items in there, such as very, very expensive jewelry, priceless heirlooms that they don't want in their house or aren't actively displaying. Sure. Um, the rest of you probably have never even set foot in it, because it is quite exclusive in many ways. How did he describe him? What? How did Idris describe this man? He has not. Okay. He's, he said he was getting into, like, bar fights. What was this bank called again? The Midas... Vault. Vault. Has uh, you and had any weird bruises lately? Uh, he has not. No. Okay. Ewan <laughs> doesn't really drink a ton. I think you guys, you've brought him to the Mystic Grove, not on business, or you've taken him to Darling's Speaky, the Silver Chatterbox, mm -hmm. but he tends not to drink a ton. Like, he's he's sipped on, like, a gin and tonic before. Yeah. But it's just not his cup of tea, so No, to that's speak. fine. She just got a little nervous there. <laughs> no, Ewan has been fine. He has been... Not thieving as much per your request, you know, per your discomfort, not request. But to him, it is a compulsion, not a hobby. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nope. Just she get, she got nervous when the guy brought in somebody who had a list of fancy places and times, like <laughs> he was going to hit them. <laughs> 
Um, the other location that is on the list that is legible is the Naptown Historical Society. Uh, I don't really know what's of interest there, other than they tend to have a lot of historical items from a lot of different places. They're kind of the preemptive museum in town. Preeminent. A preeminent museum in town. <laughs> oh, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> said the ghost guy <laughs> someone not in the room <laughs> and the last location we were unable to make out because it has been scratched out uh, we are we tried to get this gentleman to speak with us but he has not said anything we still have him in back however he has proven difficult to administer Sylvia's de-rift depowering magic too. So you guys are welcome to talk with him, but be wary he still has powers about him. Do you have the list? Yes. Like the, the actual physical yes. paper? Yes, and he puts it on the yep, he, hands, he sets it on the table for you guys. Uh, Seamus takes it, and I don't know if you want me to do this now or... You can do it now. Um, I want to try to use um, uh, knowledge of the past to try to see what was written on that before it was, like, crossed out. All right, give me a roll. That is a 10. All right, you are able to determine that it is a a time when a bootlegging run is going on. It says bootleg run and then gives you, like, the time and date of when that would happen. Okay. So it hasn't happened yet. And as none of these items have happened yet, there are times and dates for all of them. They are listed in the order that they occur. So the vault would be first... The museum is second, and the bootlegging run is third. They are all on different days. So I relayed that to to everyone. Seems like the third item was something about a bootlegging operation on a on another on a third day, which doesn't sound good because that can only mean that Mister Mueller is involved. Well, you guys seem to be the thorn in their side, and. I am glad that we called you guys in and not one of our other crews, since you seem to have the most experience with the Mueller brothers and their gang. Did we Did we know that they were brothers? I, the last I remember hearing about Mr. Mueller's was that there were multiple of them. I don't think I remembered any any further than that. Well, they're brothers. You can have that. <laughs> okay. Well, because like as far as as far as I knew, like that wasn't even their real name. It was just like codename, kind of like um, kind of like when FBI agents are like Agent Smith. It's like, it's not the real name. You know that. Maybe it's like a double bluff. They call themselves Mr. Mueller because you're like, that's not their real name, but it actually is. <laughs> How far apart are the dates on these? Are they like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or? I think it'd be like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of thing, like a day in between them. Okay. Ah, so it's a three credit hour class they're doing. Okay. Yep. It's actually his syllabus you guys stole. He was just trying to get back to college. <laughs> <laughs> when... When is the first one happening in relation to today? Uh, Probably tomorrow night. Okay. Do we have a location for that one, or is it the scratched out one? The first one is the Midas Vault. Okay. Well, the scratched out one, I I was able to decipher it. It said bootlegging operation. Did it give a location, or is it just, just that? It was just that. Okay. So, we don't know where for the third one, but we know it was something involving bootlegging. Okay. Okay, so I guess we can just scope out the Midas Vault and see what happens at that time, I guess. 
You know what would be a really good idea? Hey, hey Faye, if you saw that the person, could you turn into them? I believe I could, yeah. That would be helpful, because then you could just, like, go there as that person, right? Do do I want to go there as that person? It'll almost definitely put you in danger. So, yes, I would think so. <laughs> I guess what I'm... Well, I guess what I'm saying is, if he was planning on going there tomorrow night, was he planning on going as himself in full view? I don't know. I'm not sure. I guess. What's this man's name, Idris? Uh, this gentleman is named Zadok Kilgore. Zadok Kilgore. You want to spell that for me? Yeah, I'll His ta- parents I'll- must have really hated him. <laughs> There's a reason he turned to the life of crime. Does he have, like, a scar on his face? Maybe some shadow, like, kind of, like, buzzed hair? Maybe missing a tooth? Hard eyes that look like they've seen something? Would you expect anything less from someone we picked up in a bar fight? Nope. (laughs) I mean, if you want to go talk to the gentleman, you're more than welcome to. He's in the back. I think I do. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Like, why not? What sort of powers did you say he had, Idris? Uh, he seems to be quite strong and angry. I am so excited for this. I'm very excited to have this conversation. It sounds like you're perfect for each other, Detective Tanner. I know! He can punch me all day and it'll be fine. Uh, is there anything else you need from me? Yeah, you know what? Actually, there is. This is gonna sound weird. You're a rift, right? No, I'm completely normal. Okay, um, and you can turn invisible or at least phase through walls, correct? Yes, that's usually how I appear here. Right, right. Do you have siblings by any chance? Like, maybe someone who has eerily similar powers and mannerisms to you, who's maybe two decades younger? I'm guessing at your age. 30s, 32, maybe, or I don't know. Not that I know of. I mean, I had a family a while back, but... Have you ever, like, kept up with them? Did you maybe have a much younger sister? Not a much younger sister, I like I had... Siblings, Okay, cool, because I've been haunted by a small child for a long time who has very similar powers to you, and it never even occurred me to ask for your advice about that until the moment just now when you appeared, and I was like, that sure is a lot like Runa. Do you, like, know things about me being haunted by any chance? Maybe? Detective Tanner, I have never looked much more into your powers than what you've told me you can do. Okay, well, I can also get haunted is another... Anyways, I was just curious. I thought we were friends. She says we're friends. Wait, can you see her? I do not see anyone here, Detective Tanner. Great, awesome, never mind. It's cool, don't worry about it. Don't worry, Tanner, you're not crazy. She says I'm not crazy, that doesn't make me feel better. Like, even a little bit. I understand why. Why doesn't it make you feel better, Detective Tanner? Oh, Hello, me- Runa. How are you? Wait. I can- like Faye. She's my favorite. Can Faye see you? I'm losing track. I don't think Faye can see me. Faye, can you- No, s- you just were talking to her. Oh, gotcha. Uh, no, Runa, it makes me uncomfortable that I'm the only person that can see you because it kind of lends credit to maybe the idea that you are fully fictitious. I mean, I'm not, but, you know, it's a little hurtful that you think I am. I don't think you are, and I desperately don't want you to be, but also, you know. But, I mean, you keep bringing it up, and then you're telling me I have bad advice because, like, I'm ten. You do have that, yeah. Yeah, that's true, though. Anyway. Uh, anyways, sorry, didn't mean to make everything about me. Let's go talk to Scary Monster Face. Classic Tanner, am I right, darling? 
She can't hear me. No, she can't hear you, Runa. Uh, no. <laughs> Darling's like half asleep. So, so Tanner, I don't even know if this would work, but and I guess I'd probably want Runa's permission before I even try, but do you think my dog tags might be able to help here? Like, I don't even know if it's something I can do if I can't see her. No idea. Hey, Runa, Seamus has magic dog tags that can let him, like, n- know stuff. Do you want him to try to know stuff about you? Where's the dog? It was a dog he had growing up that died tragically. That's so sad. What was the dog's name? Ask him what his dog's name was. I, I <laughs> his the- dog's name was Tag. <laughs> that That's a weird name, but I like the it. The dog Tag's dog tags. <laughs> Tag sounds like a wonderful dog. Tell tell Seamus I would have loved to meet him. Okay, so anyways, about the dog tags, they're magic, they can let him know things. Is it okay if he knows things about you, or is that a hard pass? I mean, yeah, he can try. I don't know if it'll work. I Seamus, go for it. I don't really know a lot, according to you. Also, she says she likes your dog. <sighs> yeah, okay. And he's going to try to do see the unseen and knowledge of the... I'm trying to think of what ones would be appropriate. See the unseen, definitely. Knowledge of the past, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think knowledge of the past. Rift radar. Yeah, I think that would be sure. Okay, I'm just letting you know your information will be more limited than you're expecting. Oh, I'm no, I don't. Ex- I didn't expect to find out anything. I, okay, I, I, I was, I was fully okay if the answer is you can't find anything. This is not a possible thing to do. Uh, that is a nine. What do you want to know? Since this is an investigation, so how many things do I get to ask? Technically three, because you've used three or three tags. Okay. I guess I guess the first thing is, is Tanner crazy? Does Runa actually exist? Definitely he is not. Well, Runa does exist. Whether or not he's crazy, you didn't ask about that. <laughs> Fair. So Runa does definitely exist. Yes. Yeah, so when, when you focus on your dog tags, you can see the fuzzy outline of a small child. That is near Tanner. What is your second question, Seamus? Uh, let's see. I guess, is is Runa a rift or is she some other something else? Like some other like... Entity. Manifestation, like, or just r- remnants, like, I don't know. Because there, there's magic powers that aren't directly tied to rifts, right? Or, or is that not a thing? That's not really a thing, but I'll give you the, what you more you're asking is she was once human. Okay. You guys, do any of you guys have any suggestions for a third question? Uh, I don't. Maybe what what is she doing here? I'm sure that won't get me a vague answer. Like, what is her purpose or end goal? Or yeah, I, I guess like what's her end goal or why? She seems to be tied to Tanner. Yeah, that's actually... I was thinking... Okay, that's a good one. Uh, what draws her to Tanner? You sense that they are kindred spirits of a sort. Okay. You roll the nine, you get vague answers sometimes. Yeah, yep. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. I, I got way more out of that than I expected. So, I can confirm Runa does exist. I was able to kind of get a, get a little, like, shadowy outline of her as I focused on on the power told you so hi 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 runa and i wave at her i can't i can't hear her or anything but i'm sure she can hear me i told you i was real tanner and then she sticks out her tongue at you runa's glad to find out that she's real she appreciates it a lot i didn't say that and she like kicks at you it does nothing but she kicks at you i got the sense that she was 
she was once human. As for what she is now, I couldn't say. And she seems to be tied to Tanner because they are kindred spirits of a sort. I... That's the that's the sense I got from it. I can't really explain it any better, any better than that. I mean, that's not unhelpful. Yeah, I, I wasn't even sure if this would work, seeing as I couldn't. I, I've never. I guess I knew what I was looking for, kind of. But it's like I usually use my powers on something like physical, something I can see or touch, or something I know was here before. But this is the first time I've used my powers this way. Well, cool. I mean, yeah, good information. Okay, so I guess now we talk to Zardok? Zadok? That's the one. All right, I'll lead the way. So Idris leads you into the back of the Mystic Grove. You've been back here once before when you interrogated Martha. Not Martha. What was her name? Lillian. Lillian Pascal. When you interrogated her after the Rose Martini incident. It is still... The same aesthetic as out front, which is not fancy, but not grungy either. You make your way back and they lead you in front of a door. As I said, this gentleman has been less than helpful, so please be careful. Uh, you can all go in if, as, if you want, but please do not let him break free. Do not let him overpower you. And please, again, be careful. He is very strong and very angry. You've got him, like, tied up, right? Like, he's not just loose. I would be lying if I said he hadn't broken restraints before. All right, well, okay. Uh, mind if I wait in the hall for this one? That's not, that's not inspiring confidence for me, Faye. (laughs) (laughs) But am I just disposable? What the heck? (laughs) I don't sprout a bone axe out of my arm. All for one, but Faye's waiting out here, okay. Uh, I, I guess at least Tanner goes in. Uh, Dar- darling will come, too. Oh, darling, I appreciate that. Well, I do tend to have a way with people, so maybe I can get him to talk. Oh, can I Can I have gotten a, a cup of coffee before? Yes. What, we've already, didn't we already establish one of your powers to just having coffee? Yeah, one of my tags is coffee. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, it was a narrative tag. It wasn't obviously a mechanical tag, but you can have coffee. Do you still have that? You don't have that tag anymore, Cody. What? Fast friends? No, I do not. But I have calm authority. Yeah. Uh, are the three of you going in then, or is Seamus staying out in the hall? I think Seamus is going to stay out in the hall, um, just kind of guarding the door and ready to, like, jump in if they need him. Okay. Is there a way to listen? Yeah, you guys. Okay. Sure. So you guys can listen and kibitz if you need. Okay. But there is a door between you guys. So you walk in and see a short, burly man with dark hair and a fair complexion. He does not look happy to be here. You can see some handcuffs that are broken still around his wrists. But like the chain in between them is broken. He raises one eyebrow as you walk in. So what brought you lot here? Hey, good looking. He winks at Darling. <laughs> I was I was really hoping you were going to say he winks at Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Also, for the note, he has a tag of stubborn minus four, so charming him is very difficult. Okay, this is kind of like a a fiddly question, but would I know that about him? Like, should I act on that mechanical knowledge that you just gave me? You can, yes. Okay. Idris basically gave that to us. He said, 
he has been less than cooperative, which you could in, you could interpret as he's just very stubborn. The way the game works also in general is whenever NPCs have tags on them, you guys just inherently know that. Okay, gotcha. It's kind of the shorthand of like, you see a guard in full plate armor. Well, that means he has more defense. Gotcha. Tanner sits down across from... I, I got you a cup of coffee. I, I thought maybe you were bored or, you know, l- lonely irritated because of your imprisonment so i i thought you know a nice gesture of a cup of coffee would go a long way he picks up the coffee ah nice cup of coffee and just dumps it on the ground (laughs) they've been trying to get me to drink something for the past three days i'm not drinking any piss that has made in this place like even water though because you're you gotta be dehydrated like crazy, man. Like, real bad dehydration. You're gonna be looking all mummified here in, like, a couple days. Well, I plan to be out of here in a couple days, so... How long have you been in here? How the hell would I know that? I'm in a room with a light bulb and no windows. So how's that escape plan working out for you, bud? Not too bad so far. Okay... I can see that. So far, I've got two, I've got two idiots who came in here and opened the door for me. Classy, how- you're a real charmer, aren't you? I can show you how charming I can be. Why don't you have this idiot over here leave, and I can show you everything I know about being charming. Like, would you talk to her more than me? Because I honestly will leave, and I kind of like she can kill you, so it's whatevs, you know. And we'll just be on the other side of a door. <laughs> I'd like to see her try. Like, would you though? I'm confused by you. So anyways, let me start over again. Hi, I'm Tanner. How are you? Like a leather worker? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Yes, probably what it is is that somewhere, you know, generations back, I was in fact descended from from someone who was a Tanner, literally. That's frequently how these... Oh, but you're not a Tanner now, so your family was a failure back then, too? Or is it just now that you're a failure? No, it was. It's it's been a long line of them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty consistent. Oh, good to know. Yeah, right. Glad they brought in the A team to interrogate me. So okay, so I'm curious. Let's just say that I showed up at the Midas Vault tomorrow at the time that you wrote down. Would you be there? Like, is that still your plan, just to be there? Because, like, look, I'm dying for a fight, but you're dehydrated and chained to a table, so somehow I don't think this would be fair. He's not chained to the table. Why is he not chained to the table? Didn't it, we ask broken. him specifically? Cody, it's broken. He just he said that. Oh. Like, he broke- So the guy that can turn invisible and walk through walls didn't confirm that. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, wait, hang on a second. Now the door is open and you are not chained to the table. Why don't you just try to leave now? Because I can count and there's four of you. Okay, okay, fair, fair point. So anyways, let's say, let's say tomorrow at the Midas Vault, you would, you, me and you were to meet there because I know that's where you're planning on going anyways. Can I expect to see you there tomorrow? We can throw down. It can be a whole thing. I know you've got a lot of anger built up at something, so, you know. You know what? Yes, Tanner. If I'm out of here, you can expect to see me there. 
Perfect! Great! That's good to know. You're not going to be, but that was really the only salient piece of information I needed. Have a nice life in this room. Uh, Tanner gets up and leaves. Uh, does Darling leave as well? I guess so, if that's all we're going for, yeah. I don't really know what else to ask him at a minus four, I mean, eh. As you guys leave, you hear him mutter, idiot, under his breath. I don't think he likes us very much. No, I got that impression, too. Sure you don't want to stay, doll? We could have a good time in here. Tanner just closes the door. Adults talking! And he just closes the door. I'm an adult now? Yay! Hey, 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 Runa, could you just go, like, keep an eye on that guy? Why? He seems scary. He is, yeah, but you're invisible, I think. But what if he can see me? That would be great information for me to know, wouldn't it? But I, I'm scared. You said he's scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're my best friend, you'd go with me. And we are best friends. <sighs> All Remember, right. I made you that friendship bracelet? I mean, you can't see it because it was ghostly like me, but I made friendship bracelets. All right, so, Faye... <laughs> I found out he does expect to be there tomorrow, so you impersonating him tomorrow might have value. All right, I would feel better knowing how he was planning on showing up. You know, was he going to be disguised as a (laughs) workman or... Tanner opens the door and sticks his head back in. Hey, what do you wear on a daily basis? Screw off. Is it just that? Be honest, is it just that? Is that your fashion sense? I don't take you as a person with a large closet. <laughs> he flicks you off. <laughs> yeah, okay, just dress like how he's dressed now. Tanner closes the door. Okay, Faye takes note of what he looks like. I have to, knowing the Midas fault, I have to imagine he's planning on going as some sort of workman. Uh, he's certainly not going to blend in with the regular clientele. Yeah, maybe he's just going to do a general skulk around the perimeter and try to find like a... I don't know, backdoor entrance, I guess. Can, it doesn't have to be right this second, but can Faye talk to Ewan about what kind of a sense he gets from the Midas Vault? Yes. Are you guys done at the Mystic Grill with Zadok and Idris? I think so. Oh, is Idris still here? I thought he left. I I assume, but if you had another question for him. You can also talk to Lennox or Sylvia. Uh, So if you guys have nothing else, other things to note while we're still at the Mythic Grove... Or Mystic Grove, sorry. You guys have leveled up NPCs, so you have gained Evangeline, who is the runner of the casino boat. She can help you. Uh, She has kind of a double or nothing thing going on, where you can amp up one of your powers and decrease another one. Um, Ewan also has agreed to help you guys. He is more reluctant, but if you guys have stuff, he is an NPC you guys can interact with even if he is hesitant from your last case. You have not alienated these people completely from you. Yay. (laughs) I would say Evangeline is friendly to you guys because you saved her, similar to how Lennox Willis is friendly to you guys. Ewan is friendly towards Faye and neutral neutral to the other three of you. Well, no, Seamus he's more friendly to. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe slightly more positive with Seamus because of Seamus' attempt to smooth things over but not like we're not like best friends yeah. or anything but he tolerates tanner and darling he has not negative feelings towards seamus he likes Faye. i th- i think i'm actually gonna ask ewan for some ad- advice insight on this one i'm wondering if his sense about artifacts can maybe give us a hint as to what 
good old Zadok might be trying to steal from this Midas vault. I'm not fully confident he's trying to steal anything, though. No, I guess he doesn't have to know about... I guess the thing he's trying to steal doesn't have to be magical. He strikes me more of, like, a murderer and less of a thief. You know what I mean? I I could see that, yes. You think he's going for a revenge? I think he's there to, like, assassinate somebody, honestly. But that's just, like, a gut feeling. It's not evidence-based at all. All right. I'm not sure how impersonating him gets us that information, though. It, it doesn't. What I, I, what I don't know is if someone's supposed to meet him there. Like, if someone's expecting Zadok to be present and, like, meet, like, if it's a meeting location, well, then showing up as Zadok might be beneficial. If he is an assassin and he's supposed to be doing this in secret, showing up as Zadok would be neutral and it wouldn't matter at all. Right. Or if someone's expecting Zadok and wants to attack him, that would also be information that we would know. Right. All right, well, as long as you all have my back. Sure, yeah, 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 definitely. So the plan is for Faye to go see Ewan and the rest of you just to meet up with Faye tomorrow and try to pretend to be Zadok? Yes. Yeah, if nothing else would be going on tonight, though, I think Tanner would, like, try to go to the mansion that he's supposed to steal a rock from. All right. So uh, does Darling or Seamus want to do anything in the intervening time? Darling is, Darling's not going to do anything specific. She's dealing with her work stuff so that she can still be able to do this case and trying to get a little bit of extra sleep. Seamus? Seamus doesn't really have anything in particular, just wants to get ready for the case. He, since we haven't had a case in a while, he's got some uh, personal time uh, from work that he can take. So he's going to do that. All right. You all head off in your various directions as the it turns into evening on this cold February night. And that's where we'll end this episode. Hey Wanderers, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Naptown Chronicles. If you want to hear more content from the Wandering Gamer Network, you can check out the Wandering Gamer Network website. We also post Let's Plays that we do on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. On Twitch, we can be found at wandering underscore gamer underscore network, and you can follow us on Twitter at the WGN Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. The intro and outro music was composed by Caitlin Balgaman, who voices Faye in this podcast. All other music is openly licensed or in the public domain. Now, sleeper, it is time to rest. And remember, it is the gods who envy us.